Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. This episode, we are talking some game news, as well as the recently announced Nintendo Switch Lite. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for their Patreon contributions. Alex, are there any bumpers for the network? Yes, the uh, Horror Movie Yearbook just put out an episode where they did a slasher draft. They drafted horror movie icons onto their own teams and they want people to tell them who came up with the best team so go listen to that uh their discussions and and arguments are are fun and uh let them know who who's got the best slasher team and then uh, i think we're a little under a month away from the relaunch of gone to texas i think preacher the final season of preachers set to start on august 4th so that's coming up a lot cool. faster than i anticipated and i need to get ready for that um yeah yeah you gotta mentally prepare yourself i do i should also rewatch at least some of season three if not uh if not more but uh yeah no it's gonna be good i'm excited i want to this is the season where we're gonna find out whether or not nick thinks it was worth doing if they couldn't have like 10 seasons okay it's we're down like we're only getting four and and we gotta we're gonna find out now if the journey was worth it Um, the juice was worth the squeeze yes or and you know i already know the answer to this but in the end nick is either going to be like okay, we either need to continue this show and you need to actually read the comic or he's going to be like, okay, we need to take a step back and teach you Hooked on Phonics first and then we can try <laughs> to read the comic. So we'll have to see what happens at the end of, of Gone to Texas this season, but it should be a good season nonetheless. So I feel like you could read a comic book. It's mostly pictures. I don't know. I mean, I've tried before. It would be really funny if it was like a show where Nick's sitting in front of a fireplace with like a pipe and yeah. some glasses and he's it's... like, re- and you're like sitting on the carpet, like with your legs crossed and like maybe like a juice box and like a bowl of popcorn. And he's like reading it to you. Well, just, and, we'll and every, once while, every once in a while, the camera pans down at your face and you're just looking up at him and the lights like glowing. Like I had more... a startlingly similar image in my head before you we... started spouting that out. We could like we could I'll stream it on Twitch and just put a webcam at like my bedside and we'll put Nick in like a rocking chair <laughs> and I'll be in like a onesie that's got I don't know preacher and, all over it and, and yeah uh, it has it has arse face all over it we'll make you we'll make you a custom arse face onesie that's a great idea all right well let us know if you want to hear that go to patreon.com slash midwestpodnet or mpn.bz slash patreon. That, that would be the podcast, right? Like, yeah, that would be the, reading you the comic. It's yep. yeah, it's going to be a Twitch a Twitch video. That that sounds fantastic. Video stream, yeah, we'll we'll do that. <laughs> oh, right on. Uh, has anybody played anything fun? Uh, fun, fun or not fun that you want to talk <laughs> shit about? I don't care. I can talk about Bloodstained for like twenty minutes, probably. Well, Brian, what have you played anything? I 
fell into playing Destiny. Destiny, okay. All right, next. And I played some Mario Maker. Not going to lie, I also played some Destiny. Just throwing that out there. That's right. I played with John. That's cool. But then he got too busy and we couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I'll come I'll come back, don't worry. Well, how's your Mario Maker going, Brian? Um, pretty terrible. <laughs> like Quite I enjoy terrible. I enjoy the game, but I don't particularly enjoy the UI for making levels. It's 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 annoying, okay? Because like using the touch screen is clearly the easiest way to make levels, but playing like playtesting them with the switch undocked is very difficult in my opinion because of the lack of a real d-pad mm. i guess i could use my pro controller and just put it up on its stupid kickstand thing <laughs> try it out know, that kinda, way i kind of disagree but that's okay or i can stick it in the dock and then play it that way i wonder then... if, if you had um i should try this because i have those um nes the, oh, the, the retro the, controllers? Yeah, the controllers that they sold for suckers oh, yeah. wanted to play the NES online stuff. I should see if like having a second one while it's undocked, I can just hit the select button or whatever and then start playing with that because that would be interesting. Maybe maybe it would help the old folks like Brian that can't live with the split D-pad. But... The split D-pad on the PS4, I really like. But uh, it's just... I don't know. I don't like the Switch one. I never I think, have. I think it's the, the Switch one is too. It's too clicky. Like it has. It's the buttons are like button. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have like a like a smoothness to it. It actually has like tactile clicking to it. Much. I like don't. Yeah. Regular. I don't like the Joy Cons, honestly. Any of the controls on them, it all feels kind of shitty to me. It's like I'll use it when I'm playing undocked because that's basically my only option, but. I really think they could have done a better job with that part of the Switch. I don't really mind them that much, but I do find myself holding the Nintendo Switch like I'm holding a very large crunch wrap. Like I have like... <laughs> Are you like putting have, it up to your mouth? Well, no. Like, you dip I mean, it in the mild sometimes. sauce and then... Uh... <laughs> and then it stops working. And no, but like 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 I like my fingers, my like all of my, my fingers will be like spread out kind of like on the back side of it. And then my thumbs will be like in place, like tapping the buttons. Because like it, I don't like hugging my hand up tight to the Joy-Con. Like I feel like I kind of have to like yeah. extend my fingers to like really use that so i find myself doing that more often than not but yeah no i i ended up picking up mario maker as well and i really like it a lot i need to get back into making levels i've been too stuck like in my spare time i've been playing bloodstain too much but uh mario maker is a shitload of fun i i do like it i think it's fun i'm just saying i don't i feel like the the yeah, the usual interface is, yeah, is, is kind of a mixed bag. But it's still, yeah, it's a ton of fun. Just being able to play all those levels and stuff on the fly is awesome. Um, like, yeah, making levels, I like the, the options there, but I'm just kind of struggling with it. I also realize I don't know how to make a Mario level. The, uh, <laughs> the, the level that Brian played through on the last episode... Um, unfortunately got 
taken down by Nintendo because uh, some promotion rule or some bullshit that they emailed me about the other day. But yeah. I wonder if somebody had to have reported you or something like that. Like, yeah, I don't really know. It's yeah, it says the violation is advertising and or promotional content. Uh, but either way, I made another level that Brian thinks is extremely annoying on on so many levels, which is funny because I wasn't even trying that. But more importantly, uh, John John made a really good level. The course ID is N8JPP40KF. That's N8JPP40KF. People should go play it. We'll put it in the show good. notes too. Yeah, and and you can also whenever you get somebody's course ID, you can star that maker. I think, and mm-hmm. then and then that the you can go to like a starred list when you open up the course selector. Oh, that's and, cool! I didn't realize you could do that. That's yeah, neat. that way you can kind of follow the people that make your favorite stuff. Um, and what and, I don't understand uh, is why couldn't I just look in my friends list and find you guys that way in Mario yeah. Maker? That's yeah, that's just really counterintuitive. I don't know if knew this, but Nintendo doesn't really know what they're doing with the online system thing. <laughs> um, true, they're still really, really far behind on that part. Yeah, it's so. it's that's really stupid. Like it's the most obvious implementation of online stuff, and they still can't get it right. So I don't know if it's if it's just a willful ignorance, or they literally don't know what they're doing, or like I I don't I can't fathom why they make the choices they do other than just pure incompetence but it's like it's like nobody there has ever touched a playstation before or an xbox maybe maybe i get the xbox thing because nobody sells them over there but the playstation thing like maybe it's a nintendo requirement that you're not allowed to play them Maybe if you're gonna probably work, not, you can't. You're not allowed to play them. Sorry. No, that can't be true because the the dude who's uh, in charge of the Breath of the Wild sequel was talking about how that team was really um, engrossed in Red Dead Redemption Two. Like a lot of people were playing Red Dead Redemption Two, so they gotta let you play something else if you work for Nintendo. But or that guy's Ooh. dead now. I don't know. I haven't checked on him. <laughs> but anyway. Mario Maker's good still, and uh, people should check it out. And yeah, I, it's really weird. Mario Maker was this great, like it, it was. It probably used the strengths of the Wii U more than literally any other game that the Wii U had. And having a really lightweight tablet in your hands that had a stylus and would allow you to place things finely and then also like play through a level quickly with you know similar controls to a switch but maybe a little bit thicker than than the switch itself it 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 was a really it was probably the most well-considered thing that they made for that hardware and so bringing it over to the switch you kind of miss that the Switch isn't optimized for creating stuff with Mario Maker, which is really sad. It'd be Do you sweet think if you does could... the stylus make that much of a difference? I think it would. You know, like the the problem is the um the the Wii U used a um it, it wasn't a multi touch screen. It wasn't like a I don't. I can't remember if capacitive is the one that it was, or if capacitive is what people use now with like iPhones and stuff like that. But it was one of those touch screens that was like you could touch a single spot, 
it was much more um it was like the ds's touch screen yeah yeah same type of touch screen like that it's like a touch screen you've been using since like you know the 90s or whatever it's yeah the like the one, that's, that the one that's built into the dashboard of my car yes and so um the stylus on that, you know, you, you could be very selective with it and everything. The one, the styluses that people use now on these screens, you know, save for like the Apple Pencil, are mostly these like weird mushy tips, like styluses. Maybe I don't know the stylus technology that's out there, but I don't really like those as much. But I've also heard some people are having like a much better time making courses with that. They even gave away as a pre-order bonus, a Mario stylus in the EU. For some reason, they didn't do it oh. here, which is fucking stupid, but I don't know. So. Anyways. It's still a good game, and people should check it out if they didn't get to play the first one. Yeah. Brian, have you That's played anything else? Uh, no. No? Nothing. I played a lot of Bloodstained. Um... I think I have like 30% of the map unlocked right now. Nice. And I've been playing it strictly over Steam Link app on my iPad using my Nimbus controller. It works perfectly. Um, that game is fucking great, man. Um, the music is, is really awesome. It actually, like I'm finding more of the music to sound a lot like the stuff that's in Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh the the different spells and things that you get to use are pretty cool. Uh, I started unlocking familiars, so I have like familiars following me around and helping me find secrets and fighting enemies for me and healing me and stuff, which is cool. Um, I got this. I got to this really annoying boss that was like a double-headed dragon that was wrapped around a tower, and like as you're like, like it's you got both heads of the dragon like on either there's one on either side of you as you're like moving backwards and forwards on this tower and like they uh they blow fire at you and and like you know try to bite you and stuff and like it's it's hard because like as you're jumping away from one you're basically jumping into the other head and like it's really it was a huge pain in the ass but um i haven't found anything like the chris Grimm yet the fabled sword from <laughs> symphony of the night nothing like that uh i do have a flame whip that seems to be pretty effective but i also found like a cricket bat that is working really well too lately um seems practical uh similar like so symphony of the night had a lot of like you were able as alucard you could shift shape shift into like a mist or a bat or uh a wolf form um, and then later on a poison mist if you wanted to. And in, instead of that sort of thing, this game has uh, like different ability types that you pick up based off of bosses you beat. Like there's one boss that's a giant hand that you use to like pick up large heavy objects and move them. Uh, you got another boss that gives you your double jump ability. And then another boss that makes it so you can turn into like a laser beam of light and reflect off of these reflective panels in the, in the levels. Um, and they're, they're these different puzzles start popping up in areas. Well, they don't, they're already there. You don't notice there's what they do until later once, once you get these abilities, but like even something as simple as your basic magic ability, which allows you to open certain doors and things like you can, once you're in the library level, you're using that ability to pull different drawers of books out so that you can climb different tiers in the level and things like that. Mm. It's, it's really cool. Like they, they, 
this this is a really good game <laughs> and there's crafting in it and uh you know there's there's like a mission structure like you talk to townspeople that give you missions and like quests to do to kind of grind and things and it's it's just a whole different level of symphony of the night that like i never knew i really wanted because i still just want to play symphony of the night but this game's fantastic and it's beautiful it's I'm sad it just... i didn't pick it up during that it's so good dude yeah it's 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 great i highly recommend it for everyone if you're a fan of castlevania games in any way shape or form this is perfect for you what if i haven't really played castlevania games uh i mean do you like metroidvania style like platformers where you go back and forth through the same areas multiple times and like find new puzzles and things or not really like i think so that's what this game is i mean you played you played guacamelee didn't you yeah i liked that it's and like that. I played uh, Shadow Complex, which I think counts. Oh yeah, that style. I liked that game a lot, actually. Yeah, I so think, like. Go ahead, Alex. I think you should go back and play Symphony of the Night. Like you can. Oh, you don't have an Xbox anymore. Never mind. You can't play it. <laughs> no, he yeah. could download a. He could download a PlayStation emulator, emulator, and play it like easily. Like yeah, that's true. And and, there's other ways to play it. Yeah, you could just borrow it from us. <laughs> Yeah, I actually I have my 360 still. You can borrow my 360, and it has Symphony of the Night on it. I have my 360 still, actually. Oh, see, there you go. I'll just it's log just into my in old account in the shed. But yeah, it a Bloodstain's great. Uh, I did get to play. I played Druidstone for a minute, which was the game that was made by the people who did um, Legend of Grimrock. Legend of Grimrock, and it is a. It's like it reminds me of like Mario vs. Rabbids, where it's like you have. A, uh, a set amount of goals to reach within like a strategy, turn-based strategy sort of platform. And you, each character has different abilities that you're using to your advantage. And, you know, it'll say like, oh, try and win this level without, you know, being taking any damage or, you know, it gives you some different parameters to get bonuses and things like that. Uh, it seems really cool. It seems more in depth than I wanted to spend time with uh, at, th- at this moment, just because I don't have a ton of time to play games. But it, it it looks really pretty and it plays really well. So I really like cool. that. And cool. I tried Battletech and I just cannot get into that game. And I don't I just don't know why it just the two. I think it's because it's very text heavy and I just don't feel like reading shit right now. Yeah, so, probably too tired to read most of the time. Yeah. So anyways, Alex, what about you? Anything else? I basically the only thing I've played is Dr. Mario World, which is this uh free to play Dr. Mario style game that Nintendo's put out on iOS and Android, I think, simultaneously, so it should be out there for everybody. Yeah, um, what do you think? It's just this kind of weird free to play perversion of Dr. Mario, and I'm not really here for it. I wish okay. it was just Dr. Mario, but instead it's like Candy Crush Dr. Mario and I hate that it's not what I want it to be because everything should be what I want it to be. And right. It's it's sad. So, yeah, I don't... I mean, if you really love Dr. Mario, maybe it's okay, but I don't know. Like, I think if our dad tried to play this, he would be, like, super disappointed by it. And because uh, Dr. Mario is, like, the only game that he really ever plays. And so right. <laughs> I think... um I think Nintendo really let everybody down with this one, but it's free. So if you want to go try it out, go try it out. Just don't right. give them any money for it. Cause it's, it's kind of bullshit. 
Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and, well, it, like it moved, like the pills float from the bottom up, which is dumb because that's not Doctor Mario. What if you just turn your phone that's, upside down? That's not how you take pills. I, it probably just switches the screen on you. But well, Brian, it's know. probably not how you take pills. But... You can just lock the screen. <laughs> yeah, everybody so knows flip. your mouth isn't big enough for pills. So we yeah. have to go elsewhere. Actually, in that Maybe. case, it probably is the way you take pills from the bottom up. Like you feel uh, easier in your ass than you do in your mouth. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. So, Dr. Mario World, don't don't do it. All right, what was in the news this week? Uh, there's a bunch of news. I'm going to go, I'm going to save some of the big stuff for last. But first up, I have Ubisoft will ban players who crashed Rainbow Six Siege matches by spamming chat symbol. So they actually, they actually already uh, went through this a giant ban hammer the, uh, during the Pro League stuff the other day, like a week or so ago. And uh, a ton of people got banned for using this exploit. And we actually ran into it playing around yeah it's bad yeah it was pretty it was pretty awful so it's good that they're cracking down on this sort of thing because that's uh that's that shit that uh i i have no patience for that yeah it's really weird like just to explain to people listening basically people would just fill this the like type chat box with a bunch of um um greater than symbol and and if they continued to like spam the chat with that it would I don't know if it would just like hit everybody's frames or just like lag people out connection wise. I don't know what it was actually doing. Um, it was being it, a giant pain in the ass. That's it was, what it was super disruptive. Like it was pretty nuts. It was so bad that in the round that we played it, the people who saw the guy doing it on the other team kicked the dude from their own team. Like it, it was, it was so shitty that the people on the team that could theoretically benefit from it were like, "No, fuck this! We're gonna play a real game," and kicked the dude that was doing it. So yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, so glad that they glad I'm glad that there's repercussions for people doing it and uh, and that they've gone through and, and banned all these people. So cool. Hell yeah! Um, yeah. Next up. Next up, uh, I've got Alan Wake developer Remedy Entertainment regains publishing rights. Um, so basically, I don't know if you guys played Alan Wake. It's one of those games that I bought on Steam for like $3 a long time ago and have always meant to play, but I haven't yet. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say it. I played it to completion. Of it course was amazing. Not. Yeah, no, that's the exact opposite of what happens <laughs> when I buy things on Steam. I, I bought it for cheap on Steam as well. I think it was like five bucks, and I at least put uh, a few hours into it, I think. Yeah, let me, I think, let me bring I, up I, think my I got Steam. it for free. I'm pretty sure I got it for free when I bought uh, Quantum, Break. Quantum Break. Yeah. 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 So, uh, it's yeah. It's better this, than Quantum Break. It's the same company that made Quantum Break, and they have a new game called Control that's coming out this uh, this fall, I think, or in a couple months here. I played um, two hours. <laughs> all right. So, Brian's the authority. And, um, that's right. no, there was Alan Wake, and then Alan Wake's American Nightmare was like this downloadable, shorter experience that came out. But anyway. Remedy, the company that actually developed it, regained the publishing rights for the game, and um, it sounds like 
at some point after control comes out maybe we might see a remaster or um like a sequel or something a re-release yeah potentially like an alan wake 2 or or anything like anything could happen at this point but it's cool to see creators getting their own stuff back see my issue with alan wake was that i heard you have to find batteries for your flashlight and they run out uh and that yeah. doesn't that doesn't interest me at all <laughs> well, but but see, the interesting thing about it is that the flashlight is part of the combat in the game. Like you have right, to you shine the light on the on the enemies in order to like make them pop and like glow, and then right. you back and do damage to them. Yeah, and that's that's cool and all, but like it, it's if it's something that's so uh, integral into the gameplay, like why are you limiting my use of it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But I get uh, it. It's survival horror, and I mean, they do that kind of shit all the time. You know, they give you a... like rations of ammo that you need to like properly utilize, or else you're gonna run out of ammo too soon. And shit. Yeah. The reason I didn't play more of it is because I didn't like the gameplay <laughs> that much. Oh, if, if I, I, I really correctly... liked the the story and the the atmosphere of it all, it was scary as shit to me, at least. Especially because my flashlight kept dying. But if I if I recall correctly, Nate loved it. I remember yeah, Nate yeah, saying it, it was one of his favorite games. It seems like a kind of game that Nate would play. I remember people saying that it's got a very David Lynch type vibe, very oh, Twin yeah. Peaks inspired, and, and for sure, um, just kind of weird and ethereal and kind of out there. And and it, like all I've ever heard about it is that it just everybody thought it was cool. Like they really liked the world that was built, and and just kind of, you know, th- there's like a there's a TV show inside the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so they put a lot of production work into the game and the atmosphere and, and kind of what it's supposed to be. So I've always wanted to experience it myself and it's only a click away, but why play that when I could play Dr. Mario world? <laughs> I think Alan wakes probably better. Yep. Based on what you said. I think so. I think, so, uh, but, that hoop and stick game that you played in the 1800s is probably <laughs> better, Brian. You you could just play the original Dr. Mario on your Switch. True, yeah, and I almost did that, but I did. Oh yeah, I forgot it's on the online thing. It is. I did play that. They once. also they also have a like special save for it where you can just hop straight to the end, like you place the final pill and then you see the ending because apparently it was very hard to do, but I'm pretty sure our dad did it. Yeah, dad beat it. I watched him do it. Yeah. I watched him do it and you were like two years old at the time. Yeah. That's that was and then, pretty, then he pretty moved sure, to pretty sure I was babysitting it. No, no, no. He mo- then he moved. He went back in time to the Atari 2600 <laughs> and played the NASA space simulator. Oh. <laughs> and let me tell you, man. That one takes hours. <laughs> I know we've talked about this before, but he really needs Kerbal Space Program. Yeah, yeah, we 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 definitely we've considered yeah. hooking him up with that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Alan Wake. Yeah, I I think I would probably play it if they remastered it up the graphics a little bit or something. I would certainly use that excuse to sit down and play like twenty minutes of it and then never touch it again. There's probably yeah. mods for it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do that. (laughs) 
All right, next up, uh, EA Access for PlayStation 4 launches on July 24th, just in time for Madden 20. That's the subscription where you can pay $5 a month or $30 a year, and you get access to a bunch of EA games and a discount on all of their microtransactions, of course. Um, But yeah, you can play FIFA and Madden, all those latest games. You get a little bit of early access to them, like a preview window where you get to play um an extra 10 hours i think and then um or or if you pre-ordered them i think you just get full access and then uh there's a bunch of stuff in the vault that they have which includes battlefield 5 madden nfl 19 nhl 19 nba live 19 star wars battlefront 2 ufc 3 need for speed payback uh and um of course battlefield 1 and titanfall 2 are in there as well so an anthem. Oh yeah, anthems. The anthem apparently, according to this Polygon article, you only get to play ten hours of anthem, which uh, yeah, is that's probably not the, enough. That's probably all you need. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- they don't have the uh, origin, what premium or premiere, whatever it's called, available yeah, on yep. PS4 or or Xbox. You can only do the EA Access, which is the lowest tier of their subscription service, where you get that like ten. 10 hour preview window a few days before the game comes out. I mean, that's totally worth the money if you want to play those games in the vault. And there's a lot of them in there that I actually want to play. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, check there, that out. There's no time restriction on the vault games, right? No. No, the they're vault like, game, they're full you, products. Yeah, you just get to play them as long as you have your subscription active. So, that's cool. Yeah. Right on. Uh, and yeah, there's there, there's also some other like non EA stuff that's on the PC store. I don't know if they're gonna try and supplement some of the PlayStation Store with some of that since they don't have um, PS3 backwards compatibility, which I think fills out some of the Xbox catalog. So yeah, we'll have to see. Right. All right, and then we got two kind of bigger stories at the end here. One of them uh, is one that I brought up, Polygon. Uh, I'm looking at the Polygon article, and I think there could have been some developments since this. Uh, but this is published on July 8th. G2A employee tried to pay the press for favorable coverage. Coverage. And, coverage? Uh, coverage. Yes, coverage. So those, for those who don't know, G2A.com is a marketplace you can go to that sells game key codes. Um, I'm pretty certain you are able to sell them your keys. Like if you have a key for a game, you can go over there and say, hey, I have this. I want to sell it. And they basically buy it off of you. Right. But uh, the thing is, is that there's been a lot of selling stolen keys that has happened here. So people will basically steal credit cards or purchase uh, stolen credit card numbers and then rack up a bunch of keys on uh on like humble bundle or like other websites and then or or green man gaming or whatever website you want and then they come and sell all those keys to G2A marketplace who then gives them money for it and then by the time that any actual G2A customer has purchased the key they have likely purchased a key that got invalidated when somebody charged back or fraud detected their credit card and and ended up getting the keys canceled um a lot of people are super 
angry about it because it screws over a lot of indie developers too. Uh, indie developers are are generally hit pretty hard by this like used key market, um, and, and like basically they've found that um, scammers can can sell like a lot of keys without even triggering any of G2A's actual uh, countermeasures. Brian, were you going to say something? Nope. So kind of the main thing that happened here uh, in in this story that I brought up was that as of late, um, there's been a lot of pushback on G2A. People have been accusing them of, of fraud and like calling them out on their shady practices. So they're trying to get back into the good graces of, of people's uh, mindshare. And it turned out that like, as like last Monday, a week ago today, people were receiving emails. There were nine different outlets that received an email from someone at G2A that said, quote, we have written an unbiased article about how selling stolen keys and gaming marketplaces is pretty much impossible. And we want to publish it on your website without being marked as sponsored or marked as associated with G2A. It is a transparent and just review of the problem of the stolen keys reselling. Hmm. Um, so fairly certain that under at least some laws, I don't know for sure, but under some laws in the United States, it's it's pretty much illegal to post any sponsored content without marking it as sponsored or to post any paid content without marking it as sponsored. And uh, they basically had somebody soliciting gaming outlets. And G2A eventually emailed out to um, at some Indies Games, which is Indie Games, which is the first outlet that got contacted with this bullshit. Uh, they tweeted out and said, These emails were sent by our employee without authorization, for which we apologize to at some Indie Games and the nine other media outlets he sent this proposal to. He will face strict consequences as the absolutely unacceptable so um yeah i don't know it just sucks i don't did you guys ever do any uh have you guys ever shot that g2a or no i i haven't no i browsed but i never actually pulled the trigger on any of them they always kind of have deceptively low prices on things because of the stolen key market. So I think it draws a lot of, you know, morally questionable people to come be like, well, you know, it's the cheapest one out there. Why not? Right. And I think I'm fairly certain, at least so that some people are aware, there's some type of, um, if you have issues with a key that you purchase, you can go to G2A and say something about it and they, they will yeah. refund your purchase. But so in that case, that consumer's not getting screwed, but it is screwing, you know, game developers, especially indie gamers who think that like 30 copies of their game sells, but then it comes back and, and people charge back their credit card or however the refunds come through, you know, Steam refunds or whatever ends up happening there. Um, it just sounds like a really shitty situation. And uh it's just kind of remarkable that it got out there and they had someone who was actually soliciting paid content without quote unquote, the authorization of the website. Yeah. That's kind of jacked up. So anyways, 
Yeah. Don't buy stolen game keys. Yeah, try not to, anyway. Yeah. Be there's, legit. Be too yeah, legit to quit. There's legitimate game stores out there, and uh, you should you should buy from them when you can. Or, you know, better yet, use something like itch.io to purchase directly from people who make their indie games or, you know, figure out other ways to support them. So there you go. Cool. All right, and then the final big news. John, do you want to walk through this one? Yeah, so the wonderful people at Nintendo decided that they wanted to create a Switch for people who didn't ever want to put it in the dock and watch it on a television. So they did, and they call it the Nintendo Switch Lite. It is $199.99, a.k.a. $200. It's $100 cheaper than the current Nintendo Switch. it comes out on September 20th worldwide, and a special Pokemon-themed uh, edition will be released on November 8th. Um, let's see here, what else do we got here? Blah blah. blah. I got three colors available. There's like a. Yep, they got a yellow and like a teal and like a charcoal. Yeah. Although that's not what they called the colors. They had a different name for those colors. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, it looks really cool and fun. It's a little bit smaller. It uh, it's thirty one percent lighter than the original Switch, and that's with the Joy Cons attached. And this one does not have detachable Joy Con, but it does have a legitimate D pad. So mm. Brian should probably just you know trade in his Switch that he has and get this one. Well, instead. I actually like to use docked mode too, though, and I can't with that one. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, damned if you do. I'm hoping they come out come out with like another switch that has a d-pad but the joy cons don't come off um where am i going with this oh yeah i want i want it to be able to attach to the tv still but i don't want to dock i just want to plug in an hdmi cable and have it work on the damn yeah. TV without okay. the stupid dock unit i i don't yeah i don't that yeah i don't know That'll never happen, but that's fine. What do you, are you, never mind. <laughs> uh, the it, new it would Switch. just be more portable. I could plug it into any TV anywhere. Yeah, but they want you to buy to the, dock. the dock with me. Yeah, they want you to buy an additional dock. Well, they can charge me like an extra $100 or something and integrate the dock circuitry into the Switch. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the Nintendo Switch Lite. Oh, man, I'm losing it. Yeah, I was falling asleep too, actually. The, the Nintendo Switch Lite <laughs> has a smaller touchscreen. Uh, it's five and a half inches as, as opposed to the 6.2 inches, but it has the same resolution of 720p. Uh, it also has slightly improved battery life, about three to seven hours as opposed to two to six hours. That's not enough for me to really make the jump, Yeah. Um, but whatever. Uh, it can play all the normal Switch games in handheld mode. Um, if you try to apply, if you try to buy a game that uh, that doesn't support handheld mode from like the digital eShop, it'll alert them to that fact, which is cool. It won't allow you to buy a game that you can't play. That's awesome. Well, I'm fairly certain. So it says here on Nintendo's website, Nintendo Switch Lite can play the games in the Nintendo Switch library that support handheld mode. For games that do not support handheld mode. Players can wirelessly connect compatible controllers sold separately to the Nintendo Switch Lite. 
If using separate Joy-Con controllers, users will need to have a device to recharge them, such as the Joy-Con charging grip. Yeah, but... That's, so it sounds like you can still play, you can still play everything. Them. Yeah, but it, they're just letting you know that these games don't have a handheld mode. Yeah. So you can't play them unless you have extra Joy-Con, which is kind of nice of them. Um, the Switch Lite also does not have a kickstand, so mm-hmm. you'll have to prop it up some other means if if that's the case. Um, this Polygon article is asking, like, you know, will there be cross-save compatibility between a Switch and a Switch Lite? Yeah. And it says that they don't know if saved games or Nintendo Switch online accounts will sync between a Switch Lite and original Switch. Right now, a single account can be registered under multiple Nintendo Switches, but this does not sync saved games. So, so that's Doug kind of Bowser, Doug Bowser came out and said, "We are not." This is me paraphrasing. There was something along the lines of like, "We are working on a solution for that," or there will be more about that later. Um, which doesn't sound hopeful. I don't know if that means that they don't have a solution yet, but they're going to work on one for post-launch or what the deal is. But like, I personally don't see any room in my life for a Switch Lite, especially if I can't just, like, have it synced up to every save in the cloud and just be able to play everything on the go. Right. You know? So. Yep. But other it, than that, it should run all the same games in the same manner, according to Nintendo. They both support... They, being the Switch and Switch Lite, support Wi-Fi, NFC, and Bluetooth. They both have built-in gyro controls, uh, and the Switch Lite is compatible with all Switch controllers, like the Joy-Con and the Pro controllers, and the Pokeball Plus. And both come with 32 gigabytes of storage, and they also have expansion slots for additional uh, storage with microSD. So. Yeah. Um, it looks as though... Like, you know, I think their main strategy with this is, hey, we've got a new Pokemon coming out, and there's probably still people that bought cheaper DSs that don't want to spend $300 on either their their child playing this game or just on the hardware, like a more expensive hardware. So I think it's smart of them, and it's crazy that, like, we're in the third year of the Switch right now, and they still aren't anywhere near like a price cut it looks like especially with all these prime day deals and shit going on that are like hey we're just gonna add in an extra gift card or sell you a half of a game on top of the switch you know 330 bucks for a game on the switch if they're still selling them they have no reason to cut the price exactly so you know this this is an interesting way for them to get their foot in the door i just for the life of me cannot understand why it would be impossible to play it on the TV. Yeah. Because they want you to spend an extra $100 to be able to do that. I get it, but they're selling the dock for 90 bucks or whatever. Like, why Why can't I just get the Switch Lite and then buy a $90 dock? You know, I get that. Separately, the, yeah, that would make perfect sense. Exactly. Like, I, I get that the dock right now maybe is too uh, too wide to fit the smaller switch, like, in between the buttons on the smaller switch, but at the same time, you would think that they would make it, like, easy for people to spend more money to make it match the capabilities of the other switch. Like, it shouldn't... I don't know. 
I don't know why they would limit it that way. Like it, it's kind of the whole fundamental crux of the system is that you can play it in handheld mode or you can play it on your TV, and it's the whole reason why it's called the Switch. Yeah, but that's that's the thing is I think there like there is a there is a market for this version. Like they're because clearly like I think the DS is pretty much on its way. It's at the end of its life cycle. Yeah, the 3DS rather, and uh. This is their way of transitioning people to the next generation, quote unquote. Now that they have a handheld that's as powerful as the Switch is, like why, why spread your resources between two different handhelds when you could just put them all into one? Yeah, I, I fully, I yeah, I fully agree with that. I just think it's kind of weird to. It's pretty weird. <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense to me that they would remove that functionality when it's not like it like obviously there's some extra component or something that goes into it but you would think that if somebody wanted to spend 199 to get this switch and then that gets the that gets the foot in the doorway for them to be like well you know if i want to play it on the tv i have to spend another 90 dollars plus i'm forced to buy another controller because there's no way I'm going to sit down in front of the TV and play it off of the connected Joy-Cons on this thing, right? Well, hey. Like, I like, guarantee you that after this thing comes out, someone will jailbreak it, and then we'll realize that you can actually just dock it. Maybe. It works that, fine. That, that could be they, true. They just have it shut off in the software. It's just it, it. It's really strange to me. Like especially if that is the case, then I'm completely clueless. But if there is literally like a a video processor component that attaches to the USB C on the bottom that they're leaving out for cost reasons, then I kind of get it. But at the same time, it just seems like a weird a weird choice. I, I thought that whatever was necessary for that was in the dock unit, though, and that's why the dock costs money. Like whatever video converter needs to to be used yeah yeah you might be right about that i don't know but then even even more so why the fuck wouldn't they make a dock you could put this little one in (laughs) like i don't know i don't yeah the switch dock light yeah the the light switch dock i don't know the light lighthouse (laughs) switch dock no, light switch. Get it? No, I don't. Explain it to me. <sighs> How do you know what light switches are? Those were invented way after your time. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't The other thing, the other thing that came out uh at least about the normal switch, I think they're updating the processor in it. Why? Let me take a look here. Um yeah, so this came out right along the same time, uh, July 10th. Nintendo to update original Switch with new processor filing shows. This is on PCMag.com. Uh, the company is seeking permission from the FCC to change the SOC type, the NAND memory, and CPU board on the original Switch model, according to a regulatory filing made earlier this month. The letter, which was first reported by The Verge, means Nintendo is looking to swap out the Switch's NVIDIA Tegra X1 processor for something else. Unfortunately, the document doesn't say what. 
the company has long rumored to be brewing an upgrade to the product, which was originally launched back in 2017. Refreshing the processor could mean lots of things. The silicon might be more powerful, allowing the Switch to play games at a 4K resolution over a TV. Yeah, right. Uh, an upgraded chip could be could also enable a more power power efficient device that runs on less battery. Another possibility is that the new components ultimately offer the same performance but come at cheaper cost to Nintendo. That's more likely. Yeah, so I guess no official word on what that might mean. I thought it had had been more official than that, but it sounds like um you know, or, or the other thing is they could theoretically uh, if they're changing the NAND memory type, it could be cheaper, or maybe they'll sell a switch that has like more, more than 32 gigabytes. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. So I guess here's the thing: if if you had the ability to keep everything synced in the cloud, do you feel like you guys would want a, a, an even smaller switch that you wouldn't have to take out of the dock? <laughs> I mean, in all reality, like I just don't. Like, unless it's going to have, like, longer battery life to where, like, handheld it, it makes sense. Yeah. And then I don't, I don't really care. Like, I'm cool with the Switch the way it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when I have, when I'm going on trips and things and I take it with me, it has enough battery life for me to do, like, play the games I want to play in the time frame I want to play them. And it's totally fine. But, uh, you know... When I'm home and I'm playing it, like, yeah, it's great to have it docked and, and play it on a television when the battery dies, you know. But if it's, uh, if they made uh, like a, a Switch Lite with a, with a bigger battery and it lasted longer, like, I would have no reason to ever dock it. I would just use it handheld all the time. Like, I don't, yeah. like, the docking thing is nice and all, but it, in all reality, like, it, it's, it's kind of pointless. Like I don't need it. I just, for me, I use the dock now just to charge my switch faster than plugging it into a wall or a battery pack. I I think there are plenty of people that never, I think there's probably plenty of people that use it as a handheld only. And I think there's probably plenty of people that literally never take it out of the dock. Right. I mean, that's, that's the thing there is like, I think Jason Schreier on Kotaku was saying that he always, he only plays his switch in handheld mode. And most of that is due to the fact that I believe his wife is the one always using the television and they, whatever household he lives in only has one television. Like what the fuck is that? <laughs> um, but yeah, like we only have it, one television. What is wrong with you? Two monitors in my, I'm in a room right now that has two TVs in it and a monitor. Oh, excuse me. There's a third TV over there in the corner. Yeah, I have two monitors, an iPad, and a television. Like, in the room that I'm in currently. (laughs) We're terrible people. (laughs) It's just something in your family, okay? (laughs) Anyways, like, that's that's my whole thing is, like, why, like, you know... Yeah, I get it in that instance. Like they have one television, they probably live in some tiny, like three thousand dollar a month square, you know, two twenty square foot apartment in New York, and like they only have room for like a, you know a seventeen inch flat panel TV, and so he plays his Switch mode <laughs> while he sleeps standing up. Like I get it, but <laughs> like, like I I it's don't. It's not Tokyo, man. <laughs> it might uh, as well be. At it this it may, yeah, it may as well be. But yeah, for, again, like for me, like the dock is just a charging mechanism. Like I play mine handheld most of the time anyway. So it, like, I'm in the opposite. It would be camp. it would be nice to have it have a longer battery so I can go with fewer charges, uh, in between. But I, other than that, I don't really care. I, you know, a, a more an updated switch with like, uh, 
what I would love to see is a switch that I can slap a SIM card into and I would just throw one of my Google Fi data SIMs in that bad boy and be able to play it on the go whenever I want without having to pair it to my cell phone. Like that would be awesome. Uh, I would be totally into something like that. Um, but yeah, bigger battery life. Let me throw a SIM card in that bad boy. Uh, a slightly bigger screen that's higher resolution. Cool. That would be awesome, but not necessary. Um, and I don't really like, like the Joy-Con doesn't bother me. So whatever. Why do you need cell service in your Switch when there's nothing to do online? Uh, Splatoon, actually, bro. Well, yeah, I played. That's the thing is Fair I played enough. some. I I actually played some Splatoon, like when it first came out online, like using my phone as a hotspot, and it yeah. worked really well. It was like pretty pretty good service, like zero lag. Yeah, from what I could tell. Yeah, I did the same thing. But I, you know, I would love. The, you know, for me to not have to pair it to my phone, like I feel like that's just one uh, that's one, such one a way. Well, no, it's just it's <laughs> it's like uh, you know, that's gonna you know, it's like using Wi-Fi over using like a hard wire. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I would just rather be able to directly connect it, I suppose, to the internet. Yeah, like I don't really know. So Brian, I don't know what do, what do you think? So that clearly, there's no room for the switch light in your life. You just want to keep it connected no. to the TV and uh, I want to I want the best of both worlds, you know? I want you want the ability to, be, to take it out if you choose. Yeah, I want to be able to dock or play undocked occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Sorry. We probably lost John on that one. <laughs> he had to mute himself. Um um I'm just not paying attention. I don't know what you said. That's fine. That's probably better. <laughs> I'll hear it uh, back when I listen to the episode. Anyways, um, all I really want is a D-pad on the left Joy-Con. Just Brian, fix that I'm part. I'm fucking buy you a Joy-Con with a D-pad on it. And then it would be perfect the way you it is. Modify I mean, it, it, costs, it costs $14 at Target. It's made by Hori. Go get one. Oh, really? Yes. I thought they were more expensive than that. You could literally make the modification yourself by buying like a $5 part off of Amazon and using a Dremel tool. That sounds like work. Rather I would rather spend, it. It, spend $14 to go get one. Yep. But, uh... Although, if I did it myself, I would be able to maintain all the functionality of the left Joy-Con, right? Like, I wouldn't have to uh, give up Bluetooth and stuff. And what are you talking about? The Hori yes. one doesn't have any of that stuff. It has to be attached. Oh. It doesn't have rumble. And it, it, can't, it can't be used wirelessly at all. Oh, well. Well, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, I actually play mine probably 80% docked and 20 percent undocked i do have this weird like i've taken the switch with me but i almost never feel like playing it like in handheld like i'll play it in handheld mode around the house all the time but whenever i leave my house i'm like i don't it's so cumbersome and big i don't really want to play it i don't want to take it out in this plane and like have to like take over both armrests in order to be able to hold it comfortably and like I don't know. But 
I also don't see myself spending $200 to get like a slightly smaller version of it for that purpose. So I don't know what I want out of the next Switch that I would buy, but the things John listed sound nice. I don't know how likely they are to like be functional upgrades because Nintendo does that really weirdly when they actually did like the new 3DS and the DSi uh, the DSi as opposed to the DS Lite and things like that. They've always kind of like made things more powerful, but then they make like two games that use it. So I don't know. Nintendo's what weird, if, but this what is what if you there could just people. keep it in your hand? like a tablet almost, and then play your games on the TV. That, that sounds, sounds great, Brian. How, how, how do I get my hands on that hot piece of technology you just... Oh, you buy yourself a Wii U. Oh. I'll go do that then. If you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows <laughs> alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for their contributions. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow Follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. And don't forget, we are Twitch affiliates. If you have a Prime account and you haven't used it to subscribe to some other Twitch person's Twitch streamer's uh, channel, feel free to use your free Prime subscription on us so we can get some of that money and use it to do awesome things for you, our listeners. Uh, and if you're not going to spend it on us, spend it on my buddy, Era, uh, a.k.a. A-E-R-A underscore underscore underscore, I believe, on Twitch. I think it's underscore A-E-R-A underscore underscore because for the life of him, he can't make something that's easy to just spell out. Yeah, no, he's... It's not whatever. underscore give up the G-H-0-S-T <laughs> underscore. It's underscore A-E-R-A underscore underscore. I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm going to double check it right now. I don't think there's an underscore at the beginning. I think it's just like three underscores at the end. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to, to subscribe to twitch.jt, apparently. Sorry. Twitch. Yeah. That's, that's our new <laughs> streaming platform. <laughs> what was it? Twatch.jt? <laughs> yeah. Definitely like sounds like some sort of porn site. Oh, oh man. man. That's uh, that's the best. Anyways, uh, Watch yeah, out. I think what's uh next up, we're probably gonna cover like Dragon Quest Builders two and maybe some uh, Fire Emblem uh three houses or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm also. You're right. There are no underscores in front of it. It looks like there's three, but I can't tell because it's a stupid special character to put in your username. <laughs> um, well, so... maybe once we start Twatch.jt, get an account that makes sense. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> it's easy, easy to locate. It's going to be a series of zeros and O's that you can't. <laughs> and maybe a few uh, thrown in there. It's uh, it's a bunch of lowercase L's and uppercase I's. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Marvel 
Ultimate Alliance 3 is also out. I'm planning on picking that up and uh, potentially trying to play with with uh, with Willie and, and Gojo and Nick if, if we can all get together That's or maybe cool. one of you guys. Yeah. We'll see. I honestly oh. don't have any interest in playing that. And yeah, because you hate Marvel. No, I just... <laughs> Is, is that like those Marvel games that were kind of like Diablo in a way? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Those were fun. I yeah. yeah I just, no, that's cool and all, but I. Too cool me, for for Jeff. No, you're giving me a choice between three games, and I need to, you know, I'm not going to divide myself between three games between now and the next episode because that's just not going to work. So I need to choose one. I think I'll probably end up picking up Fire Emblem because. Uh, well, the, I it's. I haven't played a Fire Emblem game since the the, the Game Boy Advance. Like, it's been a long time, man. Well, yeah, I'm the, probably like, not getting any of those games. The only problem is that Fire Emblem. So, um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance is out this Friday, the nineteenth, and then I think uh, Fire Emblem is out the twenty sixth. So, oh, so I wouldn't even be that. I wouldn't even make it for the next episode. You might only get like a couple hours into it, and I'm planning on getting both of those but at least you know we can give some fire emblem first impressions and then that game usually takes a good amount of time to really unfold anyway so we'll probably hit it twice i would guess right so yeah i should look into when my uh, gamers club unlock disappears too yeah you should or you can do the thing that i did and buy the switch uh vouchers i, I and... did that i did that for mario maker Oh, so then you can use your... Did you buy anything else with the second voucher yet, or no? No, I still have it, but I was debating on what I want to buy with it, so I'll ah. have to figure that out. Anyways, uh, yeah, listeners, if you have any ideas of what you want to hear talk about, feel free to hit us up, midwestgamenerds at gmail.com or any of the social media platforms, Midwest Game Nerds. Uh, other than that, we will check you out next time. Peace. Try and get through it without yawning. <clears throat> Welcome okay. to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, what, what the fuck? I just farted too. <laughs> All right, shut up. Be quiet. <laughs>